Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. What's up? Hey guys, it's uh, another frigid one in Southern Ontario. Just awful. Minus 15 degrees outside right now. Celsius. It's bad. Uh, I don't want to spend a whole ton of time talking about COVID. We'll get to some other stuff. And I want to talk about the trucker rally. And we will. But Kat, there's a couple of things I want to get on the record here real quick. Yesterday, Canada's National Advisory Committee on Immunization recommended that children ages 5 to 11 get two doses of the COVID shot. They also recommended a third dose for immunocompromised kids. When the child-sized doses of the Pfizer vaccine were approved for kids back in November, NACI said that kids may be offered the shot. The committee now has what they say they need to insist that kids ages 5 to 11 should be offered the full course of vaccine to protect against COVID. All right. Eight weeks between shots here. Okay. Um. Okay, the eight weeks is not consistent with the rest of us. I- I'm just wondering... Why now? Isn't everybody saying that we've plateaued, we've peaked, Omicron's going down? And I I get that schools are back in, but what is this big rush? Or do we just have a whole ton of Pfizer sitting on the shelves that they really want to use up? Yeah, I guess that I think that if there's availability and there's people willing to do it, fine, I say, fine. I I know there's people who are hesitant to even get the first shot in their kids. So when they hear that news of like, hey, come on for a second, and you're going, well, as a parent, I haven't even decided if I want to give the first yet. Uh, It kind of makes people freak out a little bit. At least that's my perspective of it. Um, But okay, hey, there are some parents out there with immunocompromised kids, like you mentioned. I know a couple of them firsthand that will be there, lined up, ready to go and get another shot in an arm because they feel that that's to best protect their child. And that's great. And that's exactly right. One thing everybody has to keep in mind. There are some people who are going to hear this news and think, hallelujah, hallelujah, book the appointment. Let's get that shot in you. And if you're that parent, good for you. That's your decision. You're the parent. If you heard this news and thought, here they come again, trying to jab my kid again. If you don't want to get your kid vaccinated, don't get your kid vaccinated. This really does have to get back to where it was when it first started. A personal choice. And I don't judge you because you eat fast food or because you drink too much or because you smoke or whatever. And you shouldn't judge someone else for their choice. The days of calling people sheep and shit like that are over, guys. Well, I wish. Have you seen Facebook lately? It's a I, it's a gong show. <laughs> I know. But, you know, I mean, tensions are so ramped up right now, especially with the protests that's happening this weekend. And I get it. I'm reading comments on Facebook and places like that from people saying this trucker protest gave them hope. They honestly thought that Canada was sliding into some place that they didn't want it to be. And, and they see hope that the truckers are willing to stand up for their freedoms. And they're going to join in. They're going to Ottawa this weekend. Thousands and thousands of people are. So uh, let's stop the judging. Let's just get this back to a personal choice. I, I think the only mandate that really needs to be in place right now is a mandate that you don't discuss your personal vac status with people on social media. That would be lovely. Yeah, that would be a world that would be a lovely place to live in that we don't live in. Premier Ford yesterday says he doesn't see Ontario's mask mandate ending anytime soon. He says the mask mandate uh, really protects people, though it won't be in place forever. I think that's reasonable. Personally, I I try and be fair about all these things, guys. And I just think that Doug is being honest with you there. There's no reason to think that we would stop wearing masks anytime soon. I'm still looking towards whatever's coming this spring two springs in a row we've had a pretty substantial wave sure. and there's no reason to think we won't this year either it would be silly in my estimation to take the masks off 
what else? Oh, yesterday, the leader of Ontario's Liberal Party and also the NDP Party, yeah, they're cut from the same cloth. They came out and said, we think that you must add the booster shot to the Vax Passport and enforce the Vax Passport at the LCBO and the yeah. Ontario Cannabis Stores. Yeah, I saw I saw Andrea Horvath's um, announcement. I shouldn't even say like announcement on that. It was a very casual spiel she was giving when she was chatting with people asking questions. And I thought, OK, I mean, that's a strong stance. And she was so casual about it. Um, and for some people, they're going to hear that and go, yeah, that's right. That's what it should happen. That's what should happen. There's already such a d- I, I don't see it happening anytime soon um, when it comes to the conservatives and what they'll do. But it, it obviously they're going to they're the opposition for a reason. They're going to go against whatever we have going right now. And in their mind, if they can attract more people saying that they will uh, or attempt to listen, uh, I, I think that uh, when it comes to this, this was an extremely poorly thought through thing to announce, particularly right now. I mean, we should be trying to de-escalate stuff, not ramp it up even further. But apparently Steve Del Duca wants people as angry as possible and probably won't stop until we're fighting each other in the streets. <laughs> um and same with you, Andrea. Grow up. There is no need whatsoever to come out and throw that iron into the fire yesterday. There is no need whatsoever. If you're just copying Quebec and looking at the polls that the Quebec government is enjoying, they've had good polls throughout it. The Quebecers think the Quebec government is doing just fine. And that's fine. They're allowed to do that. Here in Ontario, it's different. And also in Ontario, and I... Maybe you guys didn't know this, but the government owns the monopoly on liquor sales in this province. If you tell the liquor store that you're the only game in town and you can set the rules and you can pick and choose who comes in and what you're picking and choosing from are law-abiding, tax-paying citizens, that's not right. That is just going to open the door to a whole bunch of stuff that I don't think the government wants to deal with. I mean, how can you have a monopoly and then pick and choose who gets to take advantage of that monopoly? You, you can't. You can't select your customers. Yeah, just because their hands are in the jar is what you mean, right? In that particular situation. Like if they had said all non-essential, all non-essential will require proof of vax. And I mean, if I want to go into an old Navy tomorrow and I don't have my proof of vax, can't get my jeans. Yeah. You know, but the LCBO does seem like a different animal because it is... It's government owned. Government owned. So that's an awkward one, right? Yeah, it's a very awkward one. And for Steve and Andrea to put that out there, they must know that the second they do that, the second somebody gets denied service at the LCBO based on their vaccination status, there's going to be court challenges. And one of the outcomes, potentially, is the court just saying, disband the LCBO. And it won't be where you can say, we're going to privatize the LCBO and sell it for billions and billions Mm -hmm. and billions of dollars. It'll just be an instruction start opening it up to private or to private uh, entrepreneurs. You can regulate the private ones, but you can't hold the monopoly and set the rules and pick and choose who gets to come in. It doesn't work like that. The LCBO has been an essential service since the beginning. They were open when other stores were closed. Yeah, they certainly were. The government recognizes that there's people who have dependency issues yeah. on alcohol. But that's why I don't see that happening, you know? I just feel like that that Andrea Horvath and Del Duca say it to say it just to stir shit up. But I think if they were in that position of power, they wouldn't do it either. I don't think they would. I really don't think so. I think it's some bullshit talk. I, uh, well, and and they're already trying to back it it up um, in in saying things like, well, it doesn't have to happen right away. 
Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. When, do, when would right. you do it? Yeah, Why don't you, you give mean? us a, a few more details of your plans here, guys? Why don't you tell us a little bit more well, about what you've got The pandemic is over. Let's do vaccine passports only. Like, well, shut up. You're going down a real dangerous path when you say things like, and I actually heard him do an interview yesterday, Del Duca, and he said, you know, this is just another incentive for people to get vaccinated. Um, It's also a real strong incentive to fuel the black market. To create bootlegging situations. It's, I mean, if you want the black market on weed to start up again, go ahead and do it. But we just conquered that. So I I don't think you guys really thought this through. And I think Kat's right. I don't think they would actually do it anyway if they were in power. But who knows? It's a game now politically. It's really very little to do with health at this point. Or it seems simply because everything is political, including the trucker protest. I said it on Facebook this morning, and I'll say it here in the pod. I don't think in all of my years of radio and television, I have ever seen this much effort put into downplaying a protest days before the protest even happens. Mm -hmm. It is remarkable that they have got so much focus right now on pretending that there's no supply chain issue when there quite obviously is. There is. Just go shopping and you'll see it. And trying to make this protest into an an evil thing, a good guys versus bad guys kind of deal. That's not going to help. And frankly, everybody, both sides, needs to dial it back and calm the hell down. I don't know. I'm still worried. Like the second day of me saying that it's kind of starting to worry me now. And I say that because Facebook took down that Facebook page that I talked about. And that was getting amazing traction. At last check, when I looked at it, it was like well over 700,000 people um, had liked the page, at least. It doesn't mean they were for it, but they had liked the page. Um, we're going to talk about GoFundMe, GoFundMe accounts. Just you can go ahead and continue to donate for sure. But they froze it. And that's normal, by the way. That's totally normal when you get to a, an amount this high. But though, that's fueling fires that we shouldn't be fueling right now, no. right? It's not helping because then people believe that Facebook is trying to stop their freedom of speech. It's not about that. If you looked at the comment section of any of those, it was getting gross. And it had nothing to do with the point, which was, hey, these truck drivers are just trying to, you know, um, tr- peacefully protest these mandates. That's not what the comment section was reading. And that's what happens when you get that many people. You're going to get people liking the page that don't actually like it, that are going to weigh in on it. They're hot takes, and that's going to turn into slurs and hate speech. And that's what happened. And that's why it was shut down. I have every reason to believe it, by the way. I don't have proof that that's the reason it was shut down. But I can tell you I went through several of the comments on a lot of the posts. I think it was a mistake anyway for the group, if I can be honest with you, group to allow it to be open to anyone to posting. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's where the mistake was, is that you should have cut it off to only the admin and and your group of admin. That's great. Organize it. Maybe just keep an eye on the comments. And, but it got hard. When there was that many people posting, allowed to post on the page A, and B, comment up a storm, it was inevitable that Facebook would have to be like, whoa, 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 because someone in there said a bad word, several bad words. Again, hate speech slurs. I, I, I saw a few things, so I'm not surprised that it got taken down. I'm assuming that's the reason. That's just my assumption. These organizers of the trucker protest really have to step up and realize the enormous responsibility that they've been handed now. Like it or not, I think there's a lot of people, and and they're not saying it out loud, but there's a lot of people who quietly are cheering for them, thinking, "Ah, good for you. You have a right to protest, but you have to protest peacefully. And that's going to be the catch. If this goes sideways, if this gets violent or there's uh, mass civil disobedience, if there's vandalism, damage, looting, theft, any of that stuff, 
A lot of the support's going to erode away. And so I really hope the organizers are going to do their best to make sure that their people stay in line. And we... I mean, how can you control it when you can't? Like, that's the thing. At this point, the organizers are going to be the ones frustrated. Yeah, but I mean, I feel... uh, With that many uh, truck drivers around and that many people that are focused on keeping this peaceful and making sure that their voice is heard, and again, they have every right to do that, I just hope that when some of the shitheads try and do shithead things, that the group as a whole shouts them down and gets rid of them. Nobody should be doing anything dangerous this weekend. Mm -hmm. When the organizers said, no alcohol, that's a great decision. Good for you, and I hope you guys stick to it. You have a message, and it's worth hearing, and I hope that the government hears it. But again, guys, you got to make sure that this thing stays peaceful and lawful. Respect the property, private property and public property. Respect the citizens of Ottawa who didn't ask for this. I guess when you live in Ottawa, it kind of comes with the territory that there's going to be protests. You know where you've moved in. (laughs) But this one is next level. Yeah. I mean, what are they estimating? Close to a million people now? I don't know. I Honestly, Scott, I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what the truth is because I you hear, like you said, yes, it's being downplayed. So, okay, that that into account, I, I can't tell if it's going to be a million, half a million. We know that it's in the tens of thousands minimum, mm-hmm. but how many? I don't know. Uh, yesterday, they rolled through Winnipeg and it was actually really nice. There was people that were lining the convoy route, waving flags and cheering them on mm-hmm. and they made signs and stuff like that. And whether it is to support them in their their drive to Ottawa to protest mandates, or maybe it's just you see truckers doing something and you want to support them because you remember the danger they put themselves in. You remember the sacrifices they've made over the past couple of years. Whatever it is, cheering them on positively and peacefully is great. Go ahead and do it. But when this gets to Ottawa, if you're planning to go there for some stupid reason, don't bother. <laughs> Don't fucking bother. It's not the weekend to visit your auntie in Ottawa, okay? Yeah. Well, and this is the thing, too. I mean, for the people who do live in Ottawa, and we've got friends and colleagues who live mm-hmm. in Ottawa, if you need groceries, get them today or tomorrow. If you have to drive somewhere in town, yeah. do it soon because there's going to be so many vehicles on the roads in Ottawa the whole city is going to become paralyzed. Yeah. They won't be able to go anywhere. And it's not like you can think, oh, well, my car is blocked in because there's a transport truck at the end of my street, so I'll just take an Uber. Like, nobody is going anywhere. It's going to be gridlock for hours at a time. And if you've got, I don't know, I feel bad for people that are like in Toronto and, and Southern Ontario right now but live in Ottawa, and they're going to be going back home to Ottawa this weekend. I hope you're flying and you don't mind walking from the airport to your condo because <laughs> it's it, it's going to be bad. There's going to be a lot of people there. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see. I can't. I'm just telling you. I hope. Just please keep this peaceful, guys. Don't do anything dumb. Don't let anything dumb happen. If somebody tries to do something dumb. Uh, alert authorities, flag it, make sure that, you, that they know that uh, this guy is rogue here. This person that's trying to, I don't know, do whatever, th- he's yeah. not one of us. Yeah. And you've really got to call that stuff out because you do have a point. You do have a cause. You deserve to be heard, but you're going to lose so much support if you don't manage this perfectly. Yeah, I feel for the police officers in Ottawa because I know they're going to get just about anything and everything you can imagine this weekend. And I, I know all hands are going to be on deck, which is great, but it's going to be uh, something else. What do you think, I mean, if we actually do get a protest that that even comes close to half a million people or something like that? 
How are they going to manage that? Because the Ottawa police force, I don't know if they've got the manpower. Are they going to start calling in cops from Toronto and Peel and York and Halton well, and Hamilton? I'm sure that, pun intended, wheels are in motion for stuff like that. Like, without a doubt. I'm, I'm sure that they have backup and they've, they've thought that through. And they're, they're keeping an eye on it. There's no doubt in my mind. So, of course, they'll be on top of it. That said, is it enough? I don't know. It depends. Like I said, it depends on the numbers. <laughs> I don't know how many people are actually going to go. I, and I don't mean that by not a lot. I know a lot are, but like, what are we talking here? Because there sure is a difference between, you know, 100,000 and 1 million people. Like that's, you know, next level. But hopefully everybody can keep it peaceful. That's I, all I care about. I totally agree with you, Kat. Let's uh, switch gears and get to a couple other things. We had a really good morning show today. It was fun. We were having a great time. Maybe it's just the fact that the sun's actually shining for the first time in a year and a half. It or- does. It's deceiving, but it does feel nice <laughs> to get the little bit of little vitamin D. When you're outside, or sorry, inside looking out. Yeah. Perfect. It's beautiful. When you go outside, it's hell on earth. <laughs> Slaps you right in the face. <laughs> uh McDonald's, UK, testing out a chicken Big Mac. Basically, they just replaced the beef with the McChicken patties. Okay. There are people that put Big Mac sauce on everything. I assume that one of those items would be a chicken sandwich, a McChicken, if you will. You can make a McChicken. So is it... So isn't it like the same thing or just with two pieces of chicken, I guess? It's the Big Mac sauce that makes the Big Mac. Let's all be honest here. It's got to be the Big Mac sauce with a combo with the with the other toppings. The three buns helps a lot, though. There's something about having bread in between your bread that makes <laughs> a sandwich better. <laughs> makes you feel real good, fulfilled. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, apparently, this is already a permanent addition on some menus in the Middle East. The UK McDonald's are testing it, and they're not going to bring it to North America until they're set and ready to go. And they got to figure out the supply chain issues before they even bother to roll it out. Otherwise, there's no point in having a sandwich that nobody can buy. Could you imagine? You spend all the money on marketing, you push it out there like, guys, it's coming. And then you're like, well, we couldn't get it for you. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Got no max ass left or whatever the heck their supply issue is. Is this for people who don't like beef? Or just want to change people looking for a healthier option? Because I have to think that if you're looking for a healthier option, no, McDonald's no, chicken is not necessarily no. the same as the chicken you'll get everywhere you, else. You don't do this for healthy reason for health reasons. I'm on no. a diet, so I had a chicken Big Mac. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I mean, you'll get your small percentage of audience who doesn't eat red meat. And avoids it, but does do poultry that might be into this. But again, I stress, like, I think that those mods are made anyway. Before this was announced that they they were going to do it, those mods were made anyway. It's more of a, hey, what might be popular? These are, this is what we already have. Like, that's why I like this. It's not like they're trying to deep fry a Big Mac and put a cherry on top and some weird new thing. It's not that new. It's just a modification and it's an option. I'm fine with it. I'm going to have a chicken Big Mac. But because I'm saving some calories, throw up that fry to a large. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, <laughs> it's a big day today. We have certain days on the calendar that are not necessarily holidays, but we all observe them because it's our excuse to celebrate the underappreciated people in our lives. Things like Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays. Yeah. Spouses Day is today. And you don't hear very much about National Spouses Day. No, you don't. It's because, you know why? Valentine's Day is around the corner. And that kind of feels like a spouse's day to me. That's kind of a hookup day these days, really. Yeah, I don't know a lot of married people that care about it anymore. <laughs> There's more anti-Valentine's <laughs> parties than Valentine's parties. Spouse's Day. So for okay. sp- Spouse's Day, and they do this every year, they survey a bunch of couples and they find out what's going on there. 
how's your relationship? Like, truly, how is your relationship? Okay, I like it. Only 16% say they argue with their spouse on a regular basis. Huh. I don't remember the last time I had an argument with my girlfriend. I honestly don't remember. I mean, we just talk it out if there's an issue. It's so much easier when you can just talk. I think that avoids a lot of the arguments, doesn't it? That sounds really frustrating to argue with somebody like every day. About something. And what is it? Uh, unless it's just two miserable people because those people deserve each other. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are just enjoy your hell. <laughs> <laughs> 10% of married people say they love their spouse, but sometimes wish they were single so they could experience dating again. Why would you... I don't, I don't know. And to each their own. That's 10%. So it's not a huge amount. Right. But I, I think that's an underestimate, by the way. Maybe NASI came up with those numbers too. Right. <laughs> you think it's closer to like what, 30? If you I, had to venture a guess? Okay. I think that we're all human. We all have the ability to recognize an attraction. And I think at some point or another, everybody has been attracted to someone else. Do you take it the step further and visualize it or think about what it would be like to be intimate with that person? I don't know. Maybe that's where you draw the line is you just realize, oh, they're attractive. Yeah. Maybe and you, that's it. Yeah. And maybe you would just wonder what you could get. Maybe. Does that make sense? Like, oh, I'd just be curious to flip through online dating and see what I could get if I wanted to. Well, it's weird because these are people that are married happily. They admit they're happily married and thinking about what it would be like to be dating again. And then you've got all these people that are dating that are thinking about what it would be like to be married or to be in a relationship that's committed. It, it's almost bizarre. It's, right. it's almost like a, a FOMO. Let me tell you, married couples, happily married couples, the dating pool is not very deep yeah. these days. It's kind of shit, to if be you, honest with if you. If you think grass is always greener, no. I, I, like To me, it, that terrifies me, like dating today. That's a terrifying notion to Why? me. It's, there's too much fake. I feel like... Um, I wouldn't tr like, now this is coming from someone who's been with someone for a long time, the same person, but I feel like I would be so skeptical of anybody because online is where you usually meet people. And man, that, I would be skeptical of that. Okay. Let me ask you this then kind of off topic. You'll have to envision this. If you were in a world where you were single, would you rather be single in today's era where it's Tinder and online dating and match and we have to have a video chat and then we can maybe meet for a coffee and it goes like that? Or would you rather be single and dating even 20 years ago where it was, let's go to the club this weekend and pick up? Yeah. Where it I, typically used to happen. The clubs, yeah, the the hangouts, whatever. I'm in person every time. Me I'm too. in person every time. I need to the, the vibe. I need to hear and see and smell. And, you know, <laughs> I want to smell you. Yeah, come, come over here. here. Come here. No, but the whole package, right? It's a whole package attraction. And st stuff can be easily faked or mis you can misconceive things and play with things online. I don't like that. And I feel like it's more of a time waster. You know, then just getting to the point of like, hey, I'm interested in that person. I'm I'm around them. I can sense that this might be a good chemistry situation. Let's see where this goes. 17% agree with the statement, my spouse is a slob. Ooh, that slob. Sucks. That sucks. I've been in that situation with someone who's just not clean or yeah. they don't they don't get that emphasis on keeping things clean or tidy even it sucks especially if you're someone who does appreciate the yeah. other side how do you live i mean it's it, it would become a very big issue slob could be a lot of things though it doesn't necessarily mean how they keep their house it could be the state of their car it could be 
how they dress. Some people see no problem with going out in sweatpants and a ripped hoodie and going wherever. Yeah. I still put some stock in getting dressed up to go even out for dinner. Yeah. So being with a slob when you're not one, yeah, that's frustrating. Um, This is an interesting divide. 44% of husbands say they usually split the household chores pretty evenly. But only 26% of their wives agreed with that, that it's split pretty evenly. Hmm. There's a stereotype of that their wives, or are we talking just men and women? Like, how did men this and survey women. work? Men and women. 44% of guys that are married say that they split their household chores pretty well, but only 26% think that that's accurate. Huh. Um, I personally don't see the need to have a 50-50 split. I think you play to your strengths and your availability in your household. As long as it's fair. It's got to be fair. Yes. But, for example, uh, I really don't have a whole lot to do after about 11 a.m. in a day. There's ample time for me to do things like vacuum, cut the grass, vacuum the pool. You're the grocery shopper. I do You're the groceries. You're the person that makes the phone calls to the you know banks and insurance companies and all those daytime things, right? Yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah. But I'm not the cleaning person. I'm not the one who's going to grab the scrub brush and clean out a toilet or scrape toothpaste out of the sink. That's just not me. So... I mean, it slob. is me if I you have to be. Freaking snob, slob. Hey. I'm just kidding. We all have our strengths. No, I hear you on what the- What did I say at the beginning? Don't fucking judge anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's as long as you guys are, as long as you're both happy, right? Whatever the relationship is, as long as you split that evenly. And sure, we could talk about men versus women, but uh, partner in general, as long as you split and divvy that, those chores and things that have to get done Uh, done evenly then everybody should be happy I agree with you like there's certain jobs that I just know I don't need to do my husband's going to be on it there's certain things that he doesn't do because he knows I'll just get to it and it will bother me if it's not done and I know that I got to get to it Mm -hmm. and that's it and you communicate in between with like shit you know I I really do want to help out with this but my hands are tied tonight I have you know a board meeting or whatever can you do the dishes great yeah no problem as long as you, it's a teamwork, right? It, it's teamwork. It, it, thank you. It's a team. You got into a relationship. You took on a partner so that you can split things and including money and, and a place to live. So why wouldn't you treat every aspect of your relationship like that? Um, I do think though, and I know this won't be popular and I have in the past claimed to be a feminist and I'm going to throw that whole fucking thing out the window here. I think there's certain examples of where sexism should be okay. In, in a scenario like that. I personally, maybe I'm old school. I don't know. I don't think my girlfriend should be putting gas in the car when it's cold outside. I tell her, leave it. I will go can, and fill up your car. We can do it damn well if we want to. Okay, no, and, and, and I get no, that. I don't want my no. girlfriend ripping the cord on the lawnmower trying to get it started when it's perfectly okay for me to cut the grass and I've got a little more arm and shoulder strength to pull that ripcord to start the lawnmower. I should get a lawnmower with an electric start. I know. Don't fixate on that part. (laughs) But I don't, I mean, if she's going to spend money to make herself look nice and get her nails done and stuff like that, why the hell would I want her trying to cut the grass and do all the other mundane little things that happen around the house? So there's certain things that I'm sorry, that's just my job. No, I don't want you out there pumping gas when it's minus 15 degrees. I'd rather be uncomfortable so you're not. No, I don't want you to cut the grass. I will do that. Uh, You know, and I think it's changed through the years. I think it has changed through the years. And I hear what you're saying. And I don't think you're alone on that. I think there's a lot of people in um, relationships where it's a man and a woman where the man feels he has to do the manly things. And, oh, no, I have to take out the trash. I have to because it's stinky. 
and women don't like stinky and I have to do this, whatever, cut the lawns a good one, shovel. I, I do feel like we're kind of fading out of that. Not all the way, but in my relationship, for example, like I got my tires changed. I hauled my tires from my trunk into the garage. No problem. And sometimes my husband will get mad at me and I'm like, why are you getting mad at me? Well, I should, I should be doing that for you. No, like that's, you have to, it's like a fine line. Cause like you also want to allow that person to feel like they can get things done when they want to get it done. But talking old school, I mean, that's my mom is very much that way. There's blue jobs and pink jobs, in fact. Ah, so talk about I'm with your mom, right? Man. So she'll say to me, "Why are you doing that? That's a blue job." Or she'll think, "Oh, I'm not doing that. That's a blue job." Or, "Oh, I do that. That's a pink job." So I know some people hear that right now, and you're furious with I, that thought process. I get it. I'm kind of furious, and I even agree with you. But it is different in every household, and I do feel like we're starting to get away from that a little bit. There are more and more, like, who cares? Um, you're fully capable of doing it. You do it. You do the jobs. It used to be different. Like, we've, as a society, have, has have, we've changed through the years. I mean, it used to be, you know, women got to cook the dinner. Well, women have fucking jobs, too. Yes, we have shit to do. And we've got a, a lot of shit to do. Usually, we take on way more tasks in other areas then let's say Amanda's, if we're talking about a heterosexual relationship, that might be the case. We maybe take care of all the kids' needs too. And so we don't have the same amount of time that in the 50s, when you had a hard day, you came home to your wife who had a glass of scotch ready for you and dinner on the table. That doesn't happen. And That's the not- newspaper. And the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. And my puzzles, bitch. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think it's like that anymore. We're fading out of it. But that said, whatever works for any household Great. You know, if, if that's how you work it, cool. There might be a fair amount of women that know their way around a car. Sure. That do, you know, I'll do the, I do the oil changes. You know, I'm a, like, who cares? I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing. There's a lot more women in the trades that, for example, when, you know, you have to put a new light fixture in, they're like, I'll do it. I actually have a couple of women friends that I would call on for that because they know their way around that kind of thing. So those things have changed. So for those reasons and those particular situations, you're going to see more of that. But I, I, I don't I think it's OK. And I don't think you should feel guilty about being sexist about it. I think that this is where we should eliminate sex from it is like if you feel more comfortable doing that and she's OK with it. For example, um, like you mentioned, cutting the lawn. You're, you and your girlfriend are about to live together. You'll find the, you'll figure it out and you'll find those jobs that you do and she does, right? And if that works for you guys, great. I don't think it necessarily has to be dumbed down to men do it only. No. And, and here's where I can kind of reclaim my feminist card. <laughs> there, I do still kind of think that there are uh, blue jobs and pink jobs, but there's no pink job that I wouldn't do. In fact, most of the pink jobs I kind of like doing. To be honest right, with you. Right, right. You're like, an iron guy. Like, I know. All the typical ones that you would assume are pink, you have mentioned before that you like to do, right? Oh, yeah. She flat out admitted, I don't like ironing. I hate ironing. And if it comes down to it, we're just going to pay a dry cleaner to do it. I love ironing. I actually find it very relaxing. So give me a pile of shit that you want straight and I'll fix it. <laughs> I'll fix that shit up. <laughs> that wrinkly one right there. going to straighten that right out. <laughs> uh, one more note from this. The... Things that we appreciate most about our spouses on this National Spouse Day. They're a hard worker was number one. I can be myself around them. Number two. Okay. Important. Are there people in situations where they feel like they can't be themselves? Probably. Yeah. Which is sad. sad. Which is a sad thought, right? Oh. Yeah. But you know what though? If If the only place you can be yourself is at home in the comfort of your partner, then fucking right. Do it. Whatever makes you happy. They're smart. 
They're supportive and they're a great parent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hear all of those are good. Those That's a very good list. Off topic, you don't know if someone's going to be a good parent until they're actually a parent in a lot of cases. Can you test that theory out on a pet? Mm. Can you say, oh, I'd love to have a baby, but I'm not sure about this guy. Oh, Let's no. adopt a puppy and see how he does. Being a parent of a pet is not the same as being a parent of a child. There's some similarities. In that you have responsibilities, places That's you have to it. be. That, but not really. The I breastfeeding mean, part is different, obviously. Th- th- not, like, t- <laughs> I've had a dog. I had a dog. I had Leo for many years before I had my kids. It's not the same. I know pet parents and only pet parents. You you probably think, well, it's still my baby. Okay, but it's not a human baby. It's not. Their needs are so much higher. After I had my girls, Leo was the my favorite because he was just so low key and low maintenance compared to being a parent. So that said, of course, you can tell if someone's a nurturing individual, perhaps. Yes. But there, but there are people who don't like animals, and I know that blows. Who some, are these fucking people? I'll give you an example. My sister-in-law hates dogs. Hates. I know it's Leanne. You know her. She hates dogs. She really? hates animals. She's not an animal person at all. Doesn't want them near. Doesn't like touching them. Not even. And she grew up with a dog, so this is someone who for sure doesn't like animals. She's a good parent. She's still nurturing. She's still caring. So I don't think that you should necessarily paint that as hey if you're if you're good with a dog you'll be great with a kid kids are begging like I have a lot of stuff going on like there's a lot you the dog's always happy to see you the kids aren't always going to be happy to see you there's going to be days where they're grumpy take tantrums on you the dog's always happy it's not a good comparison so I would actually disagree with that a brand new condom brand has just wrapped up testing cat <laughs> i see what you did uh, just punning the shit out of I this love one love it uh they say researchers <laughs> believe that this particular condom will go a long way to promote safe sex and improve bedroom performance and overall satisfaction it what is this miracle when i read this headline this morning i thought they invented a new condom what is there to invent? They're the same thing. There's hot sauce already in it for Drake. Yeah. This is a similar concept. So the company that invented this, and I'm, I don't even really know which company it is. Maybe it's in the fine print of the actual research, but they've tented <laughs> No <it>. name. <laughs> Uh-oh. PC brand. From CSD 500 is the name of the condom itself that's its product name while it goes through its testing phase and the inventors of this condom tasked ohio state university could you guys independently test this product survey the people in the test and come back to us with their feedback it was like a test slash focus group people agree that this condom is a game changer cat So again, I ask you, what could possibly be different? Condoms are condoms. You take it out of the little thin wrapper, you unroll it, you put it on your dick, and everything is good. (laughs) (laughs) So they call this condom, this is the reason it's a game changer. They call it the Viagra condom. Oh. It's got a gel inside that increases blood flow to the penis and helps a man perform better. Not only will he be harder... He will have more endurance, more control, leading, in theory, to a more satisfying experience for all. Uh, questions from the gallery. Um, you don't have to raise your for, hand. It's okay. just me. <laughs> First question. First question. I, I've heard, is there, such, like, peen cream is a thing, right? Yeah. So that's already on the market. I mean, so, I think. 
Don't be so sure, Scott. Fuck, right. I just realized you what I did. You should have just, just hesitated a little bit more. I'm not going to hear the end of that for but, a while. But peanut, and the only reason why I've heard of it before is because remember there was that time when people were putting it on their lips like idiots? Oh, yeah. So I know that there's creams. Is that basically what it is? Is they're putting that peen cream inside the condom? I've never used the peen cream. But I can tell you that if you use Viagra, for example, if you right. use Cialis, any of the drugs like that that are intended for erectile dysfunction treatment, those really work. I mean, you could have a half-dead soldier that's coming right back to life if you take one of those pills. I don't know how to explain it, but they work. And this would be the same concept. I don't know if the cream has that stuff in it. it I mean, the pills are obviously internal. The creams are external. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it doesn't when you put the cream on, doesn't it also have a similar effect on a woman? It draws blood down to that area and makes it a better experience. I didn't. I I didn't. I don't know that. I have no idea either. Well, we really don't. <laughs> well, know Well, we what sound we're like nasty about. ourselves now. Eh? We don't know what the fuck we're talking <laughs> well, about. Well, guys, ignore what we just said because we got no idea what we're saying. I'll stick to the actual research from Ohio State. They say they have been researching for the new product, and they just published a report, which you can read at scottandcat.ca. They say this will help encourage more people to use protection. 500 couples tested these condoms out for six months. 16% of men said it made sex more pleasurable than without a condom. Wow. How many percent did I? 16%? 16% said more. Uh, it's better with the condom on than with the condom off. Okay. So especially if you did suffer some erectile dysfunction, this would be especially good for coitus and your relationship, right? I don't know many people, guys in particular, that would say, oh, yeah, yeah, sex with a condom is so much better. I mean, generally, I think people prefer the natural real deal. But let's be honest. There's a lot of situations where you should be using protection. Raw dogging, Scott. Yeah, sometimes you just want a raw dogger. And I get that feeling. (laughs) I do. And, and if you're a raw dog kind of guy and you're in a committed relationship and everything's good and everybody's healthy, fucking have at it. Yeah. I mean, hey, this is good because safe sex is important, too. Aside from the pregnancy part, obviously, we know why people use condoms for those two reasons is to avoid pregnancy and also for safe sex. So if that is kind of making the experience that much better for some people, then great. I assume they're going to be expensive. I know they're not hitting the market yet. This is a study, you say. You ask a lot of questions, and I'm, I'm about sore. to answer. Uh, really? You seem very oh, fucking excited this, about this, this condom. No, I, I don't. I don't like condoms. Are terrible. But I'm curious about how this works. God damn it! You're going to get us flagged in the Google store or something damn like it. that for making comments. I'm like also that. married with two kids, and I can't have any more babies, so that's why. <laughs> Keep that in mind, everybody. So I told you the 16 percent of guys said it was more pleasurable than without a condom. 16% of women agreed with that, that they actually liked it better with the condom on. 67% generally agree. They said it's about the same as not using a condom. Aggregated, let's add it up. 83% think this is either good, as good, or better than no condom at all. The raw dog, as Kat put it. <laughs> so... Because I'm a classy bitch. If that's the case, I don't see a scenario where there's not guys lining up to get these. A, it's uh, uh, it's like those paper towels. It's like the quicker dicker upper. <laughs> so you're going to get a raging hard on out of this. You're going to. Does it go back down, though? Like, of I know, course I have so it many goes questions. back down. I know it goes back down like in general, but I mean, does it take longer to get back down if you're using this? 
I mean, what they say? Well, once he ejaculates, it's going to go down. That's just the way it works. Okay. Even with Viagra? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's an intended purpose for the Viagra. Now, it's in your system for a while, gotcha. so you can get it right back up again if you want, but it's going to go down. Okay. It has to fall before it can go up. Okay, all right. Uh, that's been my experience anyway. I don't know many people that have stayed hard for hours at a time. You're they say you're call, supposed to call yeah, your doctor yeah. if that happens. Good luck getting through to your doctor right now, by the way. You'd have a boner for months. Oh, fuck. Imagine video chatting with your doctor to show him your dick. <laughs> Look at this. I've had a hard on since like 11 a.m. What am I doing now? Send help. <laughs> okay. Well, this is an option. It's an option that is, uh, it really will go a long way to promote safe sex. Yeah. I mean, if there's people trying it and they think it's just as good, if not better than without a condom, why wouldn't you just wear the condom then? More questions from the gallery. Um, wh- How does this work with these research groups, by the way? I assume you have to sign a lot of paperwork before you take part in this. A lot. Because you can't, let's say these condoms were faulty. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, you're testing out with a lot of different couples, right? Yes. I assume that there's a lot of paperwork. That's all I was thinking, like le- legally speaking. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to participate in any trial, you have to waive your rights to a lot of different things. But generally, you get paid pretty well to take these surveys. If the whole study is just fuck and make a couple bucks, why wouldn't you do that? Just go ahead. It's unless, not like they want to watch you do unless, it. You just have to tell them what you thought. Unless the condom's no good. Yeah, if it's no good, you'd probably want to like stop that's a and problem. bail on this survey here. I guess you'd probably have to commit to doing a certain amount of sex. What do you? Re- how do you reach out to these people? The classifieds, like Kijiji, like hey, you guys want a bone with these condoms? <laughs> Take part in a study? Like who? Who clicks on that and goes, yeah, I think this sounds legit. Anyway, I'm sure it was it was the actual. Whatever it was, uni- did you say University of Ohio, Ohio, whatever it was, that sent it out? It's the Ohio State University. The Ohio State University. Okay, thank you. I think all of my questions have been answered. If anybody else has questions, ask Scott. He's He knows a, a lot of information on this. Oh, I can answer any questions you want. You want to know the inside on Viagra and Cialis? Cialis is way better. Go for that. All right. You want to know about these condoms? You should probably wear them. But here's a question for you. You're married. You've been married for a long time. You don't need to use condoms. So if I said this is better than not wearing one, would you try it? No, I call that bullshit. <laughs> but you don't know until you do I the survey. You're full of shit. <laughs> one more thing I want to cover. We have come up with many alternate names for the days of the week. For example, today is Wednesday. That means it's hump day. Some people try the the stupid Friday Junior shit on a Thursday. It's really Throwback Thursday. People do that all the time. Yeah, or Fry-Yay. Fry-Yay is another one. We've got all kinds of different names. But Monday is that lowly day of the week that doesn't have a name. It's just Monday. Generally, people hate Mondays. Monday. Not anymore. This guy is pretty clever, and he's going viral on TikTok for naming Monday. MILF Monday at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> this guy filmed himself. You know what? I'm just going to play the video okay. for you because the right. video is so fucking good. Listen to this guy at Dunkin' Donuts. Thank you. What was the dollar for? Huh? What was the dollar for? Oh, for the holiday today? Oh, what's yeah, it for? Yeah, uh, did you check your app? No. should have got the, um, the, the MILF Monday. Oh. Yeah, so you get the dollar. We're just like here at Duncan, we're trying to give back to like our local milfs and shit on Mondays now. Very funny. Cute though. No, I'm serious. <laughs> okay. Have a good one. You too, mommy. Thanks. <laughs> what? 
I don't know if I should laugh or shake my head with disappointment. <laughs> this woman just went in for a coffee. And I don't know, at first he she's kind of like... Her a dollar? A, a dollar? Is that what he said? Yeah, it's the new promo at Dunkin' Donuts. It's MILF Monday. Oh, God. <laughs> We're just trying to give back to our local MILFs and shit. <laughs> Give back. You know what? I gotta play that one more time so that you guys don't have <laughs> oh my to rewind. God. <laughs> Imagine you're in the car, you get to the drive-thru at Tim's, and they say, Oh, didn't you check your app? It's MILF Monday. Here you go, you sexy bitch. <laughs> Listen to this. Here, here's a dollar for you. One more time. Thank you. What was the dollar for? Huh? What was the dollar for? Oh, for the holiday today? Oh, what's yeah, uh, you follow up. Did you check your app? No. Should have got the um the, the MILF Monday. Oh. Yeah, so you get the dollar. We're just like here at Duncan, we're trying to give back to like our local MILFs and shit on Mondays now. <laughs> Very funny. You're cute though. No, I'm serious. <laughs> okay. Have a good one. You too, mommy. Thanks. <laughs> you too, mommy. <laughs> I'll bet you this guy, he probably found one MILF that was like, Hell yeah. What's happening after your shift? Let's go. Oh, God. The things that people do to try to go viral, it just drives me nuts. But that said, it was funny. Nonetheless, that was pretty funny. Listen, if we leave you with nothing else today, and this will <laughs> be specifically for the guys that are listening. Take care of your local MILFs and shit. Make sure those MILFs know how milfy they are. You, I'm kidding. Don't even bother. <laughs> Don't even bother. It don't sound Tell me your MILF what a MILF she is. It dawns on me this upcoming Monday is going to be uh, Restriction-Free MILF Monday, <laughs> bitches! <laughs> I'm going to sit down in a restaurant and enjoy those deals. <laughs> Have yourselves a fantastic hump day, everybody. We'll catch you right back here tomorrow. Twitter is reportedly working on a close friends feature that would let users share tweets with up to 150 people. That story again. Twitter is inventing the group chat from hell. <laughs> A couple in India recently announced that they will have their wedding in the metaverse and have invited 2,000 people. It's the perfect way to say, we don't want our grandparents to come. The SAT exam is going fully digital and being shortened from three hours to two. Wow, that's like, that's like, uh, sorry, I don't have an analogy. I bombed on the verbal on my SATs. I'm more of a math guy. NASA announced that the world's largest and most powerful space telescope has reached its observation post and is now one million miles away from Earth. Must be nice. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.